Hey, something uh, no, smelly it, happens, it, it, and then what if it came out of your and it's out of your ass and it's wet? What, what are it's you like a brown about? puddle, and it smells. You made a brown. You are why are you you're s- wet with poop. <laughs> <laughs> we have a tired, dude. We just got home. Yeah, but there's no From, excuse for what you just did. Uh, yeah, there's no. There's all kinds of excuses for it. Handsome. Griffonas. You're listening to Walking the Room. This is the most disappointing beginning to a podcast ever. Yes. Okay, so I'm Dave Anthony, and I'm here with Dana Gould, and we are doing a <laughs> podcast called Walking the Room. Where did Greg go? Oh, it doesn't matter. No, I'm here, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm here, right? <laughs> what so happened? we were all in New York this uh, this past weekend, this past last night. night, but did not know it. Now, no, I should introduce you as you're the you're America's original emo comic. <laughs> it's so true, and not to be confused with emo Phillips. Not to be confused with emo. emo I remember the other day you'd emo. go out to you'd go out to uh, you'd go out to a club. You'd see Dana perform, and you'd have people walk out shaking their heads, going, "Feelings? What the fuck?" <laughs> he, had, he felt there. He felt like what? Um, uh, that's it's a phone. Forget that. I mean, can we just? It's your have... mom calling. For, <laughs> it's your mom. Where's my cigarettes? Can we, can we just do one podcast in your closet? that's professional. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's for weird some, that there is a they, there it is weird that there's a phone in the closet. For some reason, all I want to talk about is patterns versus <laughs> stripes versus plaids. Yeah, yeah. Why is there a phone in your closet? I don't know. We did that's the way it came in the house. You have a, you have What's And that? then I died. You have a bukkake of plaid in your closet. <laughs> I did I you you first off, you get a you get a plaid facial every time I get a plaid facial every time I come in here and I love it. Uh, I'm on a, my knees and I'm just like, yeah, now who's got another plaid for me? It, I think it took me a year to stop looking at the clothes all the time. Yeah. It took me about a year. I haven't been eye level with this much plaid since I blew the guards at Edinburgh Castle. <laughs> <laughs> we should stop the podcast. That's as good as it's going to get. We should stop it right there. Oh, uh, God. Dana um, Gould's like one of our oldest we friends, right? We all know. We were all in New York, New York this, this weekend. Week at the yeah, same time. it was yeah. really Which weird. Which is weird. It's weird that our careers are all still happening, given, <laughs> given where it's really at. Like it was, it was literally, we were just like they're all they're on simmer, but they're back there. Yeah. They're all. We were all scratching out a check in New York. How did right. your... Dana was doing the program that I did last year at this time called "You're Too Fucking Old for This, But Okay." Right. Yeah. Because, all all yes. thanks to the same person, the because, lovely and talented David Martin. You know what they can't? Here's how. Here's how. Here's what they can't get past is you're also the only guy that can do 15 minutes at the end that will feel like an like the end of a show. The the everyone that closes that show is in the old category and everyone that closes yeah. that show is an actual comedian that's been doing comedy for the last time and even though they don't want you on the show they know you're the only way to close the show. <laughs> it's really interesting. You know what I mean like yeah. not like the people that go before you are bad. In fact some of them are spectacular. Pete but Holmes did it last still. year. But they're yeah. learning and they're not they're not guys that do and you stopped learning a long fucking time ago. I've, yeah, I haven't learned anything and since 2001. <laughs> when oh. people... when people Well, that's when the planes hit the... Oh, yeah, that was the day I decided no more comedy. Remember that after 9-11? Did you really? Irony was dead. No. Oh. No, no, no I no. made jokes about 9-11 on 9-11 while watching 9-11. I went up, I went up uh, and did a show at uh, the Mint, and I went up on... And this is like three days later. I went up on stage, and... I remember Fitzsimmons was sitting in the audience, and I did a I did a joke a nine eleven joke, and this woman just goes, 
too soon. <laughs> and Fitzsimmons starts, starts kind of laughing, and I looked at her, and I went, I worked in the buildings. <laughs> and then it was just weird. Right? I, yeah, yeah, now it's like, oh, but st- I'm still I, weirded out. I, I, I bet, you know what she thought at that moment? Then why weren't you there that day? <laughs> why didn't you go to work? Oh, I was, go to I work. I late. I mean, let's be honest. Because I'm Jewish, and we get the secret phone call. I'm, I met a guy who, who showed up to work. He was late for work, and he walked out of the subway and saw the plane hit. I met a girl this weekend, a friend of Karen Kilgariff's. Her name was Albert, uh, Albertina, I think, and she was on a flight that home That sounds from like Ar- a man yes, who's <laughs> dressed up as a woman. <laughs> I'm Albertina. Yeah. I'm, it's 9-11. I'm a lady going to New York. <laughs> I'm a pretty girl going through the big city. <laughs> and I, have you guys seen this sex in the city? God damn it. It just I'm, made yeah. me want to get a cunt. I'm the star. <laughs> put in, put I'm the star in. of that new sitcom, That He, She. <laughs> She's him. That's the name of the show. She's him. First off, that just got picked up by Adult Swim. Yep. Uh, and then noted to death and never made it out yeah. the Yeah, never made it on there. Now it's just about a woman. Yeah. <laughs> we, instead of a woman, could it be a stapler? And instead of having a problem, could she be stuck in a swamp? <laughs> sure. <laughs> now make, it, now make no come? two lines connect. How come? Well, I saw a stapler on my desk and my kid loves swamps. Good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. We, I watched 9-11 happen with the writing staff of The Simpsons, where I was working at the time, and uh, oh my at my house. We, they all, we, all, we all went to my house, and uh, we want to watch it. Were you Let's guys just sitting house. around trying to punch it up? We, <laughs> we, I didn't go into work. Some people went into work because they got in early, and then we, they, you know, <laughs> they finally called, called it a day at around noon. Like, oh, we're not going to get anything done today. <laughs> That was the that was the boss of the show at the time. Oh so God. so half the people came to my house and uh we you know we towards the end of the day we started like like somebody made a joke and then somebody else made a joke. I made a big joke and then uh and then we all looked at ourselves like we can't do this. This is and wrong. Then, and then George Meyer said uh if they didn't want me to laugh, why did they do such a funny prank? Oh my god. Oh, I think that, that was George Meyer. Dark. That is fucking let dark. Me, let me let me let me apprise that. I think it was George Meyer. Here's I might the thing. be wrong. Well, I don't want anybody, if it wasn't, if I don't it wasn't, anybody no, I, shooting George Meyer for that. No, but if it wasn't George Meyer, what doesn't mind having that attributed to him? If he's no, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he's, uh, yeah. You know, the, um, uh, I, what I was about to say is that this girl that I met this weekend was flying home from Ireland and, uh-huh. uh, and heard the news from the pilot. They oh, the, God. They were the first flight coming into New York, the first international flight coming into New York, and they got... They Diverted. had to go to Newfoundland, and then they lived there for four days until she escaped from an encampment. They, 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 Matt Selman got diverted like, to Kauai. Oh, <laughs> holy fuck! <laughs> get the fuck out of here! <laughs> holy shit! Matt Selman was flying back from somewhere, and they got diverted to Kauai for four days. Oh that's amazing! God, that's oh my god, the world is falling apart! <laughs> <laughs> Like watching chickens run around. Look at the humanity, the thousands of God. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. Random roosters. Random oh, it's roosters. beautiful. Yeah. Man. So cats and roosters. But this, it's, but this girl, feral cats and roosters. When did you girl. learn to surf? Nine eleven. Fuck, man. I'm sorry. What happened was twenty one sociopaths decided to change the world, and I learned how to hang ten. Every time I think about nine eleven, I think about snorkeling. Every time I think about nine eleven, I see that fish that's in Finding Nemo, the little orange one. Yeah, that's what I tell people. I, you know, I I talk about how my how True is able to. I've talked about my daughter about how she's lovely, but maybe not the sharpest tool in the shed. And uh, and but she can surf. She got up immediately. Wow, twenty five times in a row, she just got up and rode it. And I was like, because she has no idea what's underneath. Like she sure. thinks it's Nemo. Uh-huh. Like she's sure there's talking fish underneath. She has no fear because she doesn't know where she's doing. And how old is True now? 
She is uh, going to be 10. Wow, She'll that's be good. 10 in two that's days. That's good. My nine-year-old. She's a post-9-11 baby. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My nine-year-old is uh, very adept at roller derby. Yeah, she's in, sure. Junior, she's in L.A. Derby Dolls. Is I that mean, right? I'm wow. sorry. Yeah, I'm going to need you to back up. They're in Junior Derby now, Dolls. How 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 does that how does that happen? How does she well, get into? I know because I do Lucha Vavoom. I right. know which is a Mexican wrestling burlesque review. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, everybody knows what that. Everybody, everybody knows, knows what Lucha, Lucha Vavoom is. is. Dude, yeah. that's like, like explaining I mean, Nickelback. Everybody knows. <laughs> They've heard it. Um, well, as one of the many things that I do that have held me back, I devote a lot of time to a burlesque review. Yes. That goes on downtown four times a year. Yeah, Look, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Instead of befriending famous people. That could move my projects along. Right, right, right. Or, just, know, or, just, or just, or just. I know go, Cassandro, uh, a tranny from Juarez. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know if you got the uh, the bulletin, but uh, we were we were alerted two weeks ago that tranny is now in the derogatory. List. Derogatory in the list of things used by bullies. So oh, okay. trans so, is so the trans, word. Trans. Okay. Trans. Yeah. Trans, it's not as fun. Trans. Like the Neil Young album? That's exactly right. Okay, it's good. Exactly okay. Right. It's like well, the great Neil Young album, great Trans. Neil, yeah, Trans. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I like his Rockabilly record. I'm not gonna lie. Long story longer. Yes. I told my kids I have like you. My I have a, a nine year old, an eight year old, and a two year old. And I was talking to the uh, the two older ones, and I said, "You can all girls. You can. I want you to do some kind of activity. You don't have to do organized sports. I hated them, so I'm not gonna make you do them. But you have like softball, soccer. There's a gymnastics thing, and then right. my friend Rebecca." is in the derby dolls and I just they have a junior thing and I just went like as a, or you can do roller derby Uh-oh. and they both went like roller derby oh my god I'm gonna get I wanted to like to get that information yeah I'll get I'm it sure, from you I'm sure it's true will like that and you know we can carpool over she loves it they go Wednesday afternoon and oh, Sunday mornings shit. let me just say that you two guys carpooling over to roller derby there's your, your show is the most Hollywood thing I've ever heard <laughs> how about do you or is it just weird? Like it's it's. I mean, look at the. I like the idea that a there's a like there's a junior there's a junior version of that, and there's also like a junior rockabilly league too, mm-hmm. where you can just go ahead and start dressing like Betty Page. Why, why uh, do right? I live in New York? Uh, why do I live in L.A.? Because yeah. Halloween in L.A. starts September thirtieth. That's why I live in L.A. <laughs> every you know there's a haunted house every three feet. Yep. That's why I live in L.A. Because of yeah, all yeah. that stuff. No, literally, our neighbors buried real zombies. Like they fucking yeah. They, yeah. They, they they have a guy that gets out of the law. Like people yeah, go fucking that. nuts for that shit here. That is fun. Yeah. My yeah. F- when my uh, middle daughter was four, uh, younger, we went trick or treating, and she'd look at the house, and if the the display was too much, she'd come back and she'd go, "Too scary for me." And then I'd have to walk up with her, but she would yeah, go, yeah, yeah. Mm, too scary for me. This one's, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. no, this one's not going to work. But there's a weird thing I took my kids I to I do that see. with a lot of the sitcoms on networks. Yeah, too scary. Too scary for me. Oh, my God. I, I, was watching, like I was watching them on the plane. I don't, because I don't watch any. No, who watches? I don't watch sitcoms anymore at all. I watch Charlie Rose, because it's like a magic talking shoe interviewing him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he's a dick. Yeah, I heard that he's a real Fuck dick. Yeah, yeah. When I was in New York, I, I had to wait on him once, and he, he's just one of those guys that stands out. He was just a fucking asshole. Yeah, I heard he's a just cock. A pure, like, it's amazing that a guy that does that, like, you would think that guy would be a nice guy, right? Because yeah. he's doing intelligent interviews, and, like, he's the only guy doing it. But then he's just a fucking asshole. Yeah, I hear he's a real cock. Yeah. That's weird. Um, That's right? Like, yeah, you seem like you fucking found a nice niche. You do, mm-hmm. you do adult You know who else is a giant cock? Is uh, Garrison Keillor. Really? I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. I was in Aspen at the comedy festival, and there were these guys with 
Hot Chocolate Backpacks. There's your band. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> they have backpack, hot chocolate backpacks. Made... That's something you do not want in prison, I my don't... friend. <laughs> no, a hot chocolate backpack. <laughs> or, or maybe you do. Yeah. You know what's weird is that was actually yeah. my nickname when I was in prison. <laughs> <laughs> there are certain things that you would love to have in regular life that you don't want in prison. Banana First cream up. pie <laughs> in prison. Up. You do not want it. <laughs> Chocolate Sunday. No, sirree, Bob. You do not want a chocolate Sunday. Is a hot chocolate backpack like a dirty Sanchez? Like, is that like a thing where somebody fucking. It's when your nape is slathered in fresh duty. So I'm confused. So it's a backpack filled up with hot chocolate. They had like a tank. They have like a tank and a backpack and a squirty thing in the front. And then do they squirt you when you run around and they're squirting you like it's like a concert? Like yeah. I remember you two. You two tried this fraud with horror, but they had a hot chocolate gun <laughs> where they would spray the audience with yeah, hot yeah. chocolate, and there were a lot of people like, "Never works." Burns. Burns. But they're very sonorous about. We consider spraying people with hot chocolate a sacrament. Oh God! Oh, Can't you have fun and call it fun? Um, remind me to rag on you two in a second, but I have to finish this story. Can't you have fun and call it fun? I was talking to one of these hot chocolate backpack guys. That, mm-hmm. you want a hot of chocolate? You yeah, do. it's cold. And I go, "How you doing? You like this?" You know, and then I go, so has anybody, is everybody nice or has anybody been a dick? And they go, everybody's been great except Garrison Keeler. That guy's an asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know where. How can you be an asshole to somebody like hot chocolate? Guys? I was talking to the flight attendant on the flight on the flight to New York, and I said, like, I know you can't say this, but have you ever had any big celebrity assholes? And one went, Megan Fox. <laughs> Megan Fox. Oh, yeah, she's supposed to be like, the worst. Boom. Is she? Yeah, yeah she's supposed to be Did not hesitate. Unbelievable. Okay. Wow. You yeah. too. Have you seen from the, from the Sky Down, the new U2 documentary? No. Here's a great story. No. U2 Are they felt, saying they came from the sky? <laughs> I, I don't know where the name came from, uh, but this is a brand new documentary, and it's about the making of Octung Baby. And the story Oh, is, yeah. Her, oh, I've always been yeah. wondering about that. <laughs> I have it. <laughs> I know, right? My God, why is that? Why is that period been kept in the dark from us? I know. It's the, oh, that's that's been a gaping hole. That has been like a. That has been like a. That, that has just been a big butthole, an open yeah. butthole for me for so long. That's the one where the what? edge. That's what? the album where the edge goes. That's that album. So the story is about a band who feels that they're being taken too seriously. After Rattle and Hum, people think we're too serious. So to lighten their image, that they go to Berlin. Oh, <laughs> that's it. I love it. Where can we have a madcap romp? Where can we just divest ourselves of all of this heaviness? Yeah, they, I know. They, they were not the Stones. They don't know how to have fun. No, the no, Stones knew how to have fun. The to, Stones invented fun. To quote Andy Kindler on Whoopi Goldberg, they could slip on a banana peel and fall face first into a Boston cream pie and make it tragic. That helped that joke so much. <laughs> that was that. That was the punchline warning. Punchline approaching. Are you trying to turn? Are you gonna try and turn the ringer off? I'm just gonna plug it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Everybody loses. Look, here's our deal. We're gonna invite you into a a, a place uh, to talk into a microphone, and then when you start and you get to a point where you're gonna hit a joke. We're gonna have crazy noises happen. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, you when you come in a little bit to do yeah. my podcast, which is what fucking is like now. I did her podcast. She did my podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, think yeah. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna have her parents on my podcast. Yeah, next. <laughs> I think it's nice. Yeah. We're all gonna get together. We're doing a Christmas podcast together. Yeah, man, I think things are going really good with Sheila. Her parents want me to be on their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Yeah, she didn't like my parents' podcast. What about um, when somebody comes and does everybody's podcast? You're like, oh my god, that's such a podcast war. <laughs> 
my god. When you come yeah, to there do... are people. There are podcasts where there are right. people that, and you... Facebook wall whores. It, what Facebook wall whores? Like the minute you post something, they're the first person on it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 yeah, yeah when yeah. you come to do the Dana Gould Hour, yeah, Dana Gould Hour. This is what you'll get. And then anyway, I found out later that the guy next door to me actually killed. Mr. Dana, Mr. Dana, are you finished? Uh, Mina, please, Mr. Dana, can I use the dryer? And the, no. We're in our little shed out back. I love it. I love it. Do you it. have a sound studio set up out there? No. I have equipment. I have a Fernie pad that I suspended from the ceiling because Eddie Pepitone's on a lot, and he yeah. is the vicar of volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. guy knows how to He go. knows how to. He'll crank so it up. so funny. Yeah, that's, that's a beauty. It's, it's, it is... He, it, it's like... A turbo blast of it's like bleach. It's just pure funny all the time. He said something I still laugh at. I was telling a story about I almost lived with an animal in college. My college roommate in my sophomore year, I uh, got my room assignment, and uh, and uh, you're Kennedy two hundred two, and uh, who's your roommate? Uh, Joanne Delucci, and even like the people at the desk went oh, and I get off the elevator and it's just literally a half inch trail of dirt in the hallway to my room. Literally like like pig pen from the from Charlie Brown. From, yeah, yeah. Like dirt. <clears throat> and I go into the room and there's just a shaved gorilla. Just this giant <laughs> Italian guy <laughs> sitting on the bed. The floor is all dirt. Like there like there's gonna be a, a hoedown soon. And this it, he was the linebacker of the football team. Just this uh, oh. and there was another guy from the team in the room and the minute I walked in the room he I looked I just looked in the room and the other guy went, let's get you, let's get you fixed up. Like he was very nice. And we just went down to the desk and then when I, I got to get another room and they moved me to a different, oh, like, oh I didn't my, even, God. My, my feet didn't even enter the room. But I, and so I was talking, I was telling that story and I just would, you know, it, I had this fantasy that I would become friends over time. Like sure. finally he would like break down and say something to me like, how you doing, Joe? Stop man running. <laughs> <laughs> We on my on my dorm floor, uh, the University of Oregon uh, was not good when I was there at football, and uh, so they had they had guys that looked like ball players, but were like literally this far from prison. We had a guy named Doug Herman who was this big, really handsome, like blonde, curly haired fucking dude, and he was super nice, really right. stupid. But he literally treated the whole dorm as though it was just his room. So he would fucking walk <laughs> naked to the shower. Yeah. Oh my god! He would, he would fuck in his room, like he'd just bring a girl back, and his, they were just these little rooms with two beds. So his roommate would literally just watch him fuck hot chicks in his bed, just fuck right the sheet. The girl would get on top, just fucking. My buddy would be sleeping across, going, "Hey, Doug, I, should I go?" Doug's like, "I don't fucking care." He would fuck. One time, he was fucking two girls in the shower, the big community shower, and he put a piece of tape over the world that said, don't fucking C-O-M in here. Don't come in here. <laughs> He'd forgotten the E. And he was fucking in the hallway, and we all stood outside and listened to him bang chicks in the echo chamber of the fucking bathroom. He was fucking insane. They were he terrible. He was having the greatest college yeah. experience of his all life. Time. It's all over for him now. I know. I, I, guys I, like I, that, I, I don't, I can't I comprehend. He, he, he yeah. was just a beast, and he was the same thing, like, yeah. knock people down. You nice. You nice. That's, that's it. And this is why I love it. That's all where we go. Eddie Pepitone, when I told that story, <laughs> immediately went to. He later became the philosophy chair at Heidelberg. <laughs> we all exist to stop man running. 
<laughs> Eddie's so beautiful. Eddie's like a Eddie's like a crazy poet. There's a great documentary about Eddie called uh, The Bitter Buddha. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard it's great. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good and I'll tell you, good here's guy. another thing I like good about guy. him. And I, I was kidding about podcast horse because I think you should go on as many podcasts as possible. That's what this whole thing's about. I I Well randomly, the money. I do it for the money. I, do, I, 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 I randomly well, that's what I fuck. This thing is just I keep people don't understand what a money train this is. So I'm so glad it's on the down low how much fucking cash we're all making up I'm writing a I'm writing a right now I'm writing a book uh, tell all called behind the podcast and it's just about you know the scene and what's going on behind and yeah, yeah, yeah what really because no one the thing about podcasts is no one, no one understands the what's going on behind them because yeah, this yeah. is all showbiz Bono on podcast we believe it's like a sacrament <laughs> every, every podcast is its own bible why did you go on fart circus well we felt that it was very deep it's Eddie will Fuck go. you! I, I hate humorlessness so much. Oh right, my god! There, to... there, there's two guys that are, f- are fans of ours that have a their own podcast, uh-huh. and it's not a big podcast. And fucking Eddie went on it, and he was fucking great. He and he was on a phone call, and it was like, I guarantee you these guys hit him up on Twitter, and he just said yes. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and th- th- the approachability of certain people like that, because everyone loves Eddie, and he's on a lot of things, and people yeah. get him. And if you're a comedy fan, people fucking love him. But the fact, that, and he spent time, and he spent an hour with these guys, and it was very sincere, very smart conversation he's, about he's shit. Awesome. He was really, yeah, he's a fucking good egg. Now I, we cannot have him on our show. I, I'm gonna have no, to apologize. He cannot be in your closet. I'd say three years. I'm gonna have to apologize to Dana's family. Because apparently I talked Dana into doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, were yeah. The guy Well, going. you should just go over to HBO and explain to Sue why why they're getting <laughs> well, no. divorced. She Listen. loves that I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something that I'm not good with: free time. Oh, I, yeah, I can imagine. Oh I God, what that's you, why that I just jack off. Go, I just jack off. Like a, just like a monkey over. Yeah, my, my cock looks like the handlebar grip of a child's bike. It's all worn <laughs> yeah. perfectly to my hand. Yeah, I have to beat mine against the side of the bedpost just to get it to start. Yeah, I know. I, uh, what? I think, no, uh, I, but that's why you know people always say to you, how do you, how do you have time for a band? And uh, you do a podcast, you know, like that. I go because there's fucking nothing else to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm these are little fake careers I've made up in lieu of yeah. having actual. And work. you can't write, and that you know, even if you write for a living, you can't write for eight hours. No, you can't. Like, you, you, no, I it's, can't. It's awesome. exhausting. It's like it's sprinting. It's like you can't sprint for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what I do don't you, know how in, in, in a stretch. What do you write for? Max, three hours. Four. I can do four. Yeah, you can, can do, do four. four. Yeah, okay. four's about right. Um, Otherwise, it. Yeah, 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 but then after four, you just say, uh, yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah. You're just, you're just mush. I am one of uh, my people. I'm just, I'm r- truly amazed by Stephen King, who's just like, I get up in the morning, I write uh, eight, my, I do my eight pages, and then I can do what I want with the but day. But there's then, that guy too, and you yeah, talked about, and this, I wish I was him. You've talked about this before about Stiller, about how you got to town and went, oh, okay, I see how yeah. this works. Oh, never mind. Yeah, there I thought I was going to be a big. I thought I was going to be a big star because everybody told me I was going to be a yeah. big star. And then I met Ben before he was a big star. Yeah. But I spent like ten minutes with him. I was like, oh, it's that. Forget <laughs> <laughs> it. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. His work ethic is un. It's yeah. It's. I, I don't understand. I mean, I guess once you get the machine rolling, and then there are things put it's in place. For you, you know, I, I yeah, but he fucking he works, works really hard, man. Off, yeah, man. He, he really fucking does. Yeah, he deserves everything he has, and uh, I know other people that have directed stuff, and I see them working, mm-hmm. and I see Ben working. I'm like, oh, that's how you do it. All right, we're yeah. gonna take a I'm break. Okay, do it are we? But, yeah, but I want to. We've been is, taking a break though. We should. The, yeah. We should have start we podcasting. Yet? This is the yeah. We're gonna be right back. Did you want me to put on the banjo? Welcome back to Walking the Room. Yeah, we fucking just started, got in. We, we, 
I was just telling these guys, my uh, wife is upset with me right now, understandably. She had a horrible weekend. I had the best weekend of my life. Uh, I come I home, and I want I want a, par- I want a parade. You want to talk, and you want to talk I about how like, great it was. I feel like Saturday night, we won yeah. the uh, fucking Super Bowl, and then I wanted to, the parade when I got home. And yeah. when I got home, the streets were fucking empty, and because my daughters had it going through a horrible thing with her knee and blah, blah, right. blah, blah. So I, I, I'm living in a world that's all about me. Yeah. Most of the time, and I've not paid enough attention to my familial. It just yes. is a bad, and my wife's upset with me, and it's it's so hard. And like a man, you're cowering in your closet. That's fucking <laughs> so true. <laughs> okay, and I know you're mad at me, but I got to go talk to a couple of buddies in the closet. Nah. Well, that's exactly what just happened. <laughs> I'm literally downstairs going. I know I can see you're in tears, but I have these two. We got to you know data from. Remember, you know we all pretend we have a career, so we're out there doing our fake radio shows. Oh, we're gonna be at his fake radio show in a couple of weeks. <laughs> My career's up hard. This is all for the family. I'm doing this for you. Don't you get this? Do you realize, do you know how much steam I could buy with the money I make on my podcast? (laughs) Do you know how many dead leaves I could haul into this house with the money I made on this podcast? I could go to any Starbucks and walk out of there with my pockets groaning with equals. It's the money I've made from this podcast. But it's insane about the real, like, A, a, a we're supposed to be writing a screenplay together, which she's doing 90% of. B, she also does all that. Like, it's women's world. Her life is so much different than mine. It's filled with actual responsibilities, real successes, and real ups and downs with yeah. my kids. While I'm on the road playing, I'm in a band. So it's <laughs> I feel like an idiot today. I just feel, you know, that weird thing where, you know. Well, just it's really, we have a really weird life where we go out and do some little magical thing uh, that has, it's just bizarre. Like, because you could be going through the worst fucking hell in the world and then go have this amazing show. Yeah. Other people don't have that in their lives. So they don't go to, they don't go to their job and I counted the shit out of it. I fucking, I put together some fucking uh, W force that were incredible. Like, and it, it is like songwriting and it is like painting. It's like, <clears throat> if you get a good version of what you do that you're completely happy like if if I, you know if I, if I write a joke that I think is works it can carry you for the I'm, day I'm completely happy yeah. and, and and other people don't live in that world they can't relate no. to it at all and uh, and my wife has a very good job she works at as you all know my wife works at HBO your wife was my agent at one she point more than yes. she works yeah. at it she she's in charge of she, yeah. a lot of the Stuff that you see on that network. The, the channel, she, yeah. yeah. She's also three things. She's talented. Uh, talented. She's really kind and she, she's very foxy. nice lady. Yeah. She's, she's, a good, good she's made lady. one edgment in judgment. What do they say, edgment? Error. She's made one error, error in, in judgment. Not an edgment? No, she's made one error in judgment yeah. and he's your guest. <laughs> but that's the way that's why I feel yeah. about my wife's impeccable yeah. career it's yes. sort of like I have you know I have one tiny physical problem does and other she, than that I'm perfect what is she it introduce- a 10 pound hump but outside of that I'm flawless does she introduce you as like and this is my mistake <laughs> this, this is my uh, albatross she goes <laughs> but uh, when they were first uh, putting the show Boardwalk Empire together. Mm-hmm. I was telling the story. Like, we're in the car driving, and uh, and I'm telling. I wrote this great joke <laughs> that I tweeted about. Oh, in, in, in L.A., uh, there are these people that dress up like celebrities and stuff in front of the Chinese theater, and they yeah. sign autographs and pose for photos. And I said, "So, honey, here's my joke." So, um, the the superheroes outside of the Chinese theater. Is it a wet homeless guy dressed up as Spider Man? Or a regular guy dressed up as wet homeless Spider-Man. 
because I'm about to fire my tweet off. Right. I need. I'm going How about that? And I thought you, you know, and I get halfway through it. I'm like, is it a regular guy dressed up as Spider? And around the D of Spider-Man, yeah. Her phone lights up and it says, "Incoming, M. Scorsese." Oh <laughs> and she's like, and she's looking back and forth. And there's a red homeless guy. You should take this. Can I tell you? Then, did you did you jump out? Did you just open the door and jump out of the running car? At that point? <laughs> oh my God. There are two things. Dum, that, dum, there, there are two things to learn from that story. Yeah. Number one, if you're t- tweeting, you're not really in show business. <laughs> like if you're a guy who's in show business who tweets, you're not really in show business. And also, you're when you're talking to someone who doesn't have to tweet. Like like my wife doesn't have to tweet. Yeah. Like right. she gets to I live in the to. real world. Where she's connected to real people and yeah. real things, and she's having real adventures. I'm having fake ideas that I'm throwing at people. Yeah. Like that same thing where you're like, I I have fucking explained tweets to my wife, where she's just like, I don't even know what you're telling me. Did that go well for you? I don't even know what to look for. <laughs> yeah. and did you get a lot of retweets? Is that what you're supposed to get? Like I want to. See you don't that. understand how my Twitter feeds my Tumblr, do you? I don't, you don't even understand that. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know how many fucking ads I got today? Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. to try and explain how pathetic. Like it's just. It's like talking to a worm <laughs> first off if Patton retweets my tweet do you understand that f- half a million people see that and four people add me it's yeah. it's a bit we had a big day at the corporation yeah. today by the way yeah. just yeah. letting you know what about well, I can't yeah. I can't help you take care of the kid right now yeah. I have to live tweet the presidential debate yeah. listen what are you talking about <laughs> I don't need to get checks we got a value pack in the mail we are rich in savings <laughs> God. Amir, if you're listening to this, and I know you quit a while ago, yeah, uh, leave. <laughs> no, don't. Get your shit and leave. You are right. Your no, instincts are right. I can't do a podcast with a broken you. Yes, you can. <laughs> That's yes. already bad enough. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. No, have her go. I know immediately, like, when when uh, when I get thrown out, like, it's just going to be a studio apartment above a Menchie's and a lot of crying wanks. Staring at a bare light bulb, but unable to. Here's my theory: unable to even jerk off because I'm over an ice cream store, and all I can hear is the sounds of happy children drifting up. So I can't even like do that. (laughs) Nothing. I'm denied everything. Yeah, and just trying to find out, trying to find out things uh, about Sue on Deadline Hollywood. (laughs) She's seeing who? I think. I think that what is what, what? What's her mouth? What 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 happened to her mouth? That's a smile. A what? A what? <laughs> a smile. I've never seen that. Yeah, that's what happens when you stand next to Jason Isaacs. A what? Smi- I don't know what happened. I can't even say the word smilly. <laughs> smilly. I think you're uh, a good guy to have in the closet because, <clears throat> as you know, I've never really had that a has career. So many meanings. And Greg's career, he did the book, and then it, it's gotten weird. But you were the guy. Like when we were starting out, you were fucking young hotshot comic I was my career was a rocket ship yeah if this was the countdown three two one zero negative one <laughs> negative two but here here comes Patton Oswalt there he goes negative six <laughs> what the fuck was that? That, that was, was Margaret Cho was exploding. Margaret Cho. <laughs> Hang on in the horizon Paul F. Tompkins taking off negative twenty three do you uh that's did why you, everyone did, loves did me. You, I've never you, gotten successful enough to get a backlash. No, I can, I can do, I can. Oh, do people hate me? No, I can, but I can hate you if you oh, want. Oh, sure. I can turn it on. Yeah. Uh, I think I know someone who hates me. I'll ooh, tell you after. Okay. Um, but, but did you. But the did husband you make a, of did this you woman a, I killed. But, 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 did you make a <laughs> yes. conscious Understandable. <laughs> I'm going to say understandable. Yeah, and here's a, here, but here's the thing, just to set, just to set the scene a little bit. Dana's, uh, Dana started at four. 
so he was already so. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm actually I older. Did. I'm actually older than Dana by a year. Uh, I I started at we seventeen. Were, and it was, was a big up. deal, like even for Dave and for I and uh, for us uh, to to get to like like when to hang out with you when you first when That's we crazy. first started. I remember one night you said something nice to me at Mel's. You were like, "Hey, that was a good set tonight," and I was like, "Fucking!" High. That was like getting in a hat. <laughs> yeah. I was high for a fucking yeah. week. You were so and nice to me, and like I still have that. Like I'm friends with Dana. Like I still have that. Like you, Jake. There were a handful of people where I was like, "Oh my god!" I we proofs. You and Jake and proofs were because like, oh, yeah. you were in it's the like, scene, but you were all leaving soon. You yeah. were in the scene, and, and yeah. you did. I and mean, let's be honest, but but we were excited because you were also like you were the first guy really that I remember. Of, uh, to go out and go, I'm, this is my. This is what my dad's all about. This is what my yeah. family's all about. Here's a fucking shitty Christmas if you like it. <laughs> and also, he also, here's 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 a bit that I'm like. You did things that were like completely truthful, and then you did things that were almost like sketches. You had both those things happening in your act, where you would do like uh, the uh, obviously the, the the very the very famous um, uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer bit, like that shit, like really. Yeah, I'd do a big piece. And then you do something like, as Bobcat Goldthwait once introduced to me, the creepily personal thing. Yes! <laughs> well, your audience would be like, oh my God, I'm broken. If I just sit through this, if I just sit through an hour of day, that would be better. It was oh, God, I don't want to touch you. Like, it was just so right. crazy. Yeah. But you also took risks. I mean, there were also people that were not able to handle what you were doing. And then mm. under and, and then under your rocket ship of that, it made room for people like Janine and David and those people to go, oh, he's not afraid to go up there and fucking make people. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Uh, David took it to an extreme. Where David <laughs> felt, what if you only made people uncomfortable? Exactly. What if you? What if you challenged everybody? And then we're so sure you were right that everybody was like, he, "How come he? He just made people not laugh for a while and felt like he won." Hey, <laughs> last night I went to the improv to see a guy be mean, <laughs> but funny. <laughs> no, I remember. I remember. Well, I was. Yeah, a lot of that was. Uh, I did start. I started at seventeen, and I was like a working comic by twenty-one. I mean, it was. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, that. I did have that, and and I was a big and and I was a big student of comedy, and I just have a, I I had an ability to write those kind of very set pieces and then also i was going through so much shit emotionally uh and wasn't and was forced to work it out on stage because i didn't have another outlet so it wasn't any grand design it was just kind of the shit yeah, that started you, leaking out but most other um, comics don't let it leak out and they just put up this facade and then they do you know, like you yes, don't I'm know who that, they are. I'm not that you clever. You couldn't help it. You were just, you were just, <laughs> yeah, no, I was just, it's coming out of just a wound. Yeah, no, I was just a, no, and, and I was. Come and see also, the open wound. But also, no, you, that's exactly what it was. And I can't imagine I was any fun to hang out with. I've said that, I probably said this on every podcast I've ever been on. I meet people that knew me before I was 30 and I just apologize and walk away. <laughs> I, I turned 30 in 1994. I don't, I but like, I don't. If you knew me before then, I'm sorry. I don't. I, I don't remember that because um, I was so caught up in my own misery that I that's, didn't really. That's, no, that's that. That happens a lot. But, um, but right. I just remember. Time, I just remember you being manic, and you also yes. you were always working. Like you were yeah. always doing. Like you oh, had. Like there were bits coming out of you as you were living your life, and then you were saying them, and then you were saying them on stage. You were doing them, but you also, and I remember this about Patton too. There's just people like. 
for some reason, right after you, there became this thing where, like, you were a comic, but you didn't want to try. You were like, world, come get me, but I'm not going to fucking play your game. Whereas I felt like you and Patton and a few people just wanted to fucking be in show business the way most people do. Like, you, you didn't know think my you theory were... about that is? I have a very concrete theory about that. When I moved down to L.A. in 89 and we started doing uh, Uncabaret and Luna Park and all these alternative shows, we had a theory to keep it sort of fresh that you could only do new material. You know, that was the whole point. Don't, you know, the whole point, and Janine sort of came up with it, was like, we need a place, you can't try your, you can't try out new shit at the improv because somebody's going to see you and it, if it, it's a new bit doesn't work, they're going to think you weren't funny. And, and, and so we needed a place to go and try out stuff. So we had a rule, like you can only do new material. So since it was new material and you probably wrote it that day, we all had notebooks with us. That went from, oh, they have their notebooks on stage. They're not supposed to try. Uh, and it was just like, no, it has oh, nothing to do with trying. Yeah, it means yeah, try yeah. a lot, write yeah, every yeah. day, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then work on well, work at night on what you tried. And that somehow, that became like a trope of, well, they're not even trying. They're reading out their notebook. Well, but no, it's because I wrote it today. That's but also the audience participated in that because they would come, and then they would like what you were doing. And then you were like, oh, I can just talk about... I can yeah. fucking do a chunk on Matchbox 20 how fucked they are yeah. and kill. And then you, you take it to a comedy club and you go, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you First off, I love Matchbox 20. <laughs> Secondly, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck do you think you are? You can't just perform for your friends. No, you can't. Yeah, especially in comedy. And, and I was the only, one of the few people from that group that also was working at the improvs on the road right. and at the improv on Melrose, so I so you knew bounced back and forth. Yeah, yeah I bounced. I back did. T- and I forth. also I also got out into those rooms early too, yeah. and I used to say on Beth's stage all the time. By the way, when I figure out what all the right words for this are, I'll be doing it in front of a brick wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be because yeah. I want these to turn neon, into bits. With I neon. Want, yeah, because I still well, wanted to get on tele. There weren't that many outlets, so you were like, I still want to get on, uh, yeah, Letterman or whatever. So so what so. So, so what, what happened to yeah, me? What, no, seriously, what happened? Like, <laughs> so did I you had, just, yeah. Did you just make the choice to become a writer? Or? In a way, yes. What happened was, uh, you know, I was, and uh, I had a bunch of deals to do pilots, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I've had my hand in more failed pilots than an Air Force proctologist. <laughs> <laughs> That's been our show, everybody. Glitter done. Uh, go make sure you go buy anyway, a T-shirt. And now you know, based on that joke, why nothing happened with Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, uh, I, I wrote a pilot for myself. That got made and I really had a great time writing and had a lot of fun. And then I got cast in a sitcom. Finally, yeah. Uh, and uh, I didn't have anything to do. And I was, I was, the it was called Working. I remember with that. Fred Savage. Oh yeah, yep. I saw it. My yeah, review in the L.A. Times, if I could quote you, uh-huh. an underused third banana. <laughs> Um, and uh, I've got one of those in my pants. Right, and it was right, and that was such <laughs> stupid, a, right? Pro- Don't make that face happened? at me. Don't make that face at me. That was such a profoundly dissatisfying experience. Yeah. Where literally, it was just like, uh, you know, like my job was finding the green tape, and then they like shoehorn a line for me in some, and it was always like, if he knew our address, he'd deliver the milk. <laughs> you know, just it was terrible. Can't see how that didn't work. Yeah, and so. That ended right around the time like the comedy boom died, died. and there was like a lot of real work drying up. I was getting married. Uh-huh. My wife and I were uh, in, uh, were engaged, bought a house together, mm-hmm. and I was really unsatisfied. And I got an offer to go work on The Simpsons a day a week, which is a fairly good show. Yeah, and it was okay. George yeah, Meyer, right. and they said, uh, you know, do you want to come in a day a week and just punch up jokes? Because George was a fan of Uncabaret, and yeah. and I went, yeah, that would be great, and I could still go out on the road because I'm I'm here Tuesday, so mm-hmm. it doesn't affect my life at all. 
And then I did that for like four months and then, uh, or six months or whatever. And, and then my contract was up and, and, and Mike Scully came in one day and said, oh, you know, your contract's up. And I was literally oh, God. collecting my stuff to leave. And say, thank you for having me. And, uh, and he just said, do you, you want to just come every day? And I said, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And, then, and the reason I love Mike Scully is because he just went, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, and, then, and then, you know, and then how do you leave that? Yeah. But what happened is, you know, you're there for seven years. You're making a lot of money. Were you there that long? Was there seven years. And people. Just been on 22. I know, but yeah. I didn't know. They he just was did there their though. 500th episode. And, you know, but, but, you know, it was great for me. You know, I started, I started the show, uh, a, a single guy uh, just buying a house with his fiance, and I ended the show a married father of two. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a lot of financial security that went into that. But it, while I did no that. stand up, right? I would do stand up in town. Yeah, yeah like, you would just, yeah, I would you still do Largo, but I was kind of phoning it in because yeah. I was exhausted. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and, um, and then while I was doing that, comedy sort of happened again and everybody popped. And I yeah. felt terrible. I mean, I, I felt horrible. Um, I remember once my wife and I were going out to eat and, and I looked at Amoeba Music and David Cross was like guest DJing yeah. or doing a signing. And I was just furious. Yeah. Yes. At myself. At yourself. Not at David. That's how my whole career is. I'm yeah. mad at myself for the shit I blew. You know, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm going, you know, I'm a surfer and I'm going to go down to the beach uh, and with a tricycle and watch the guy surf. But it's so funny. Yeah. It's like it's like you and I. Why, why did I have a tricycle in that analogy? It's why just, can't I just, just not have a surfboard? Weird. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's, but it's like you and I Even both got... Even your analogies, you fuck up. You, you, and, I, you and I literally got uh, like a, you too a, a, a very strain, story, yeah. strain of the same virus. Yeah, I, like, Michael Patrick King saw me at Uncabaret. He yeah. asked me to come in and consult on Sex in the City. Uh, when Sex and the City was done, because they ran, you know, they were like four seasons and out or whatever it was, five yeah. seasons and out. And then they were like, hey, we've got this book idea. We'll do it for the summer and I'll go back on the road. Right. And then the book took me away. And in that time... Patton did, I fucking, and I was like, they, Patton would never ask me to be on Comedians of Comedy now, even yeah. though we're friends, because I don't, I, that, my brand is so fucked, and it won't, and I, and I was, same thing. Oh, so my I, God. I, I wouldn't, I never, I, listen to me, I never watched the Comedians of Comedy uh, movie, or any of that shit, because I was so angry, and yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. jealous, okay. and yeah. I was so, and by the time I returned, which wasn't around, a, a, a little bit before you did, Everyone had gone. Yeah, the comedy had Sorry. happened again. I, without I me. have you guys now. This is perfect because my story is the one of no success, which is. By Bob, the way, we're going to get so laid off this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yes, yes. What well, would you already? Bob Odenkirk saw me do stand up at Largo. Asked me to write on his pilot, which I did. Pilot did not get picked up. Patton asked me I, to do host on a comedians of comedy tour, which I did, and then I got in a fight with Patton, and I didn't do any more comedians of comedy. So. Sums up my career perfectly, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it, th like those opportunities. Well, my biggest my, here's me here's one of my favorites. Jack Black called me one day and said, "Hey, you want to get together and play some guitars?" I'm like, "I'm already in a band, bro." Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! Oh god! Already in a band, bro. Oh, and oh. and also, but when David Cross, I was living with him, would say, "You look, come on down and do Mr. Show." And my my agent, that crazy Karen Tausig, would go, oh. "Are you are are you on somebody else's show? Or are you a fucking star? You're not an extra." Oh god, she was And then insane. I would be like, "Okay, I can't, Dave. Nah, I can't." Yeah, yeah. I like had, those, I've had that advice. A guy, he's passed away now, but uh, said, uh, "Why do you want to be uh, helping ben, make Ben Stiller look funny on his show when you're going to have your own show?" Uh, no, I want to Google Schler. But the best story is uh, for me, and this has been told by other people 
involved in this story, so its veracity is pretty solid. Uh, I auditioned for SNL uh, in Chicago with two other guys, and I just had like the set of my career. It was just like the building was in a different spot when I walked off stage, <laughs> yeah. like, and and I and it was and I remember <laughs> I love that description. I remember flying back thinking never happened to me thinking. So this is what it's like when you're when you actually achieve something that you thought was impossible, and then my mind immediately went to, I have to buy boxes. I'm going to move to New York. And then I immediately, my crazy mind went right to, I need to buy boxes. Do I keep my apartment? Oh do, my I, God. do I get a storage space? <laughs> my mind really goes to that. And, and I'm sitting with the other two guys from the audition thinking, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, you guys will be fine. Don't get too close to me. You'll be burned by the power of my heat. You'll, you'll, you'll scrabble out a crib. And, and Chris Rock recently, Chris Rock told that story on on WTF so like yeah 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 and what was really funny is I, I told that story a lot because it makes me look like an asshole but it's great and, and uh and so my wife went to see Chris in New York at a play and uh and he told her that story and when she came back she goes you know that story you tell about going to New York, going to Chicago for SNL and she goes it's true <laughs> <laughs> which which tells you which tells you about what what she's thinking all the time yeah. when you're talking <laughs> Here goes Dana. Yeah, Here's a story that's probably got like a foot in the truth, but not yeah, really yeah, real. Yeah. Here's some more once been in Chicago. That's the truth part. It is nice. It is nice when we as comics actually have the backup from the things that we say because they do. We are yeah. so good at retelling something. People are quite certain, like that can't be really right. how it went down. And you're like, yeah, no, no, it really but, is. But the thing is, to you and to you, I mean, I, I you know, I'm. A, you just do what you do, and and I, I can't tell you how much. Uh, I, I, one of the best books about working in the business, Stephen King's On Writing, which is a great yeah. book about writing, but also just about living. And, and, yeah. and he goes, you know, your, your life is not a support system for your art. Right. You know. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, you, know, you, you have your life and then you do what you do. And you just, you do what you do and whatever happens, happens. You do your work and, and that's it. You can't, you know, Hollywood is... Well, show business is filled with people who are dissatisfied because they're not this thing that they think they should be. And the people who are that thing that they think they should be are also dissatisfied because they've realized that it doesn't change that who they, they are. That they got there and nothing's and, Yeah, and, and I think so the thing it's, that... it's, it's people just eating it. It's people just eating themselves. Yeah. The, the only thing that I... The only thing... The only place I ever go anymore, because uh, I don't know if you've read the, uh, the War on Art by Stephen Pressfield. No, I actually it's, don't know how to read, which is another story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Well, but but you should read it. The war on art. The war on art is a, is a, is fantastic, and it's and it's very similar. I'm sure to the Stephen King thing. It's, a, it's the guy that wrote the book Bagger Vance, and he's written yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff. He's a genius guy, and his whole thing is like, look, none of he the, wrote he, every magic black guy book. Yes, he wrote all of them. The mystical. He created the mystical black guy, and he, of course he's a white guy who yeah. owns a bunch of black guys. So <laughs> that's Mitt Romney. So, oh, that's oh right. God. So he. Uh, please don't. But his whole thing is like. Please about a Lord. His whole thing is like none of none of none of the rest of just do your work. None of the rest of it's your business. None of it's your yeah. business, and you just keep competition you is just, the death of keep art. doing it. What 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 the the place I go to is I see somebody like Jack White. Competition on, is the death of art, said the three men sitting in the closet. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> competing furiously with Pete Holmes. So we. Uh, oh, he's unstoppable. He's a, he's a beast. <laughs> he's unstoppable. So, but you see somebody like Jack White, and you watch somebody who seems like they're living the full realized version of what they do, and I aspire to that. I look at that and I go, I want to do something that feels like I live in a world created by me that's that's about me. That like, 
he's it's it's full it's fully realized i think that's all of us want to do is find a place where we are fully realized as artists and it doesn't matter and the, and we figure the payoff will come that's what i get jealous of is like looking at somebody going god that's complete that david cross made sense always to me i got yeah. what he was going for yeah. janine seemed to figure out like oh that's just what janine's going to be and will continue to be and i think I had a lot of like, I'm gonna wear this shirt this week, and I'm shaving my hair off. Yeah, I'm gonna, I wear <laughs> yeah. the big shoes, and I talk a little bit faster. Like it's that thing of trying to figure out where you exist in yeah, the yeah, universe. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the harder part of it. And fuck Pete Holmes. Yeah, I, I think I just, I think I just like shit jokes. Am I understanding this conversation right? Like I just like to tell shit jokes. Like, we'll that's right my place. We're gonna take a break. That's my. We'll take a little break. We're gonna have an intervention right now. back with Dana who's not making scary faces uh, which I've seen uh, my entire career so I know them but they still they tap into the primal me that's terrifying he can make a face <laughs> that might that face might keep you from going to series that might be the going uh, yeah. if you have that face so far and also there's an old joke of when you like reached over and hit the crown of thorns yes. on the and wow. you, that's the face that's the scar right there oh man wow there's actually a scar no there is yeah crown you of thorns you actually that's you a cut, true story. Look, see it? You cut your hand on a crown of thorns. See? Do you see those right yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I impaled my hand on a crown of Jesus. Uh, I believe it's a, called a, a Christ Agonistes uh, uh, is the name of the painting. It's Jesus on the cross. Just, and my aunt had a bust of it on the nightstand that I would sleep in when I slept over their house uh, with my cousin. And I reached out to get a glass of water and literally impaled my hand on Jesus's crown of thorns. <laughs> And then he and turned later in my life. I'm like, how can I when he's not real? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it, I wish the bus had turned to you and go, what are you not getting, Dana? Yeah. Poe buddy's nerfect. <laughs> you are an asshole. It is not hard to see why you are in this closet. Yes. <laughs> you belong here, that Dana Gold. The only thing that would have made everybody forgive Manson if when they arrested him, he just went, Poe buddy's nerfect, and they would have had to let him go. Get out of here. <laughs> you ruffian. Give me your, look at you. You crazy nuts. Five foot four. That'll get away with a bunch of murders. All evil. <laughs> um, so, uh, so why am I uh, doing a podcast now well, and now, everything else? But now you've been you've been a, a fairly successful writer in Hollywood. Terms. Yeah. I mean, you haven't. You've, the Simpsons is amazing. You've you've mm -hmm. you've been a, a, a guy writing scripts. I have some TV trophies. You always see your name, like you wrote a talking dog movie or whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, like yeah. you you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like I always watch your name pop it up, and like you sold this, you sold that, but not fulfilling. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And I and I always sort of did. You know, I never stopped doing stand up. But when I, um, but when you I, definitely weren't as much as you. No, were. I was phoning it in. I was phoning yeah. it in. I was at a and I, you know I I I, I give it all to uh, my wife. Um, I was at a party, and uh, somebody said, "Are you Dana Gould?" And I said, "I used to be." And uh, my wife said, "That's it. You've got to you've got to go back and start doing it. You're you, you're killing yourself." And uh, and then over a period of time, I sort of realized I had a lot of help. I mean, I had a, um, I had a, I, I have a friend who I see about an hour, about an hour a week on the same <laughs> regular basis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Is this a guy you, no, give, you just like to give money to? I, at the end of the show, yeah. Do you guys meet at certain places or just one place? No, it's one place, and he's it's it's weird. I, he sits in a chair, and I have a bigger piece of furniture than I sit on. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I'd like to get his name actually after this. It podcast. would be funny if that. I'm sure my wife would love it. It would be funny if the psychi- the theory of psychiatry, the design of the office, was started because the first guy that had that therapy just had a massive ass. It's like, well, we better have a couch for the <laughs> we have a couch for them because oh, their asses are all going to be huge. See, it's and it's all but like. Bears think that people always have shit in their pants because every person that's ever been caught by a bear shits their <laughs> pants right, immediately. Right, right, right. So bears must think, oh, look, fear pudding. They're all full of fear pudding. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Did you get the chewy fear pudding? Did you get that, right? That's what they're stoked about. Yeah, they're, and then they point to it. Look at them all. They have that shit in their pants. Look at them all. No, they don't know. We haven't shat yet. But he said a really brilliant thing because I was saying, like, I'm a grown man and I kind of feel weird. I have kids and I'm, you know, I want to do this and I want to do several things. And he said to me, do you think anybody would buy Steve Martin's book if he wasn't Steve Martin? And I said, no, having yeah. read them. And he goes, yeah, Steve Martin is Steve Martin. And that allows him to do all these other things. Right. But you can't do that if you take away the nuclear rod that powers him. And in your case, you're a stand-up. You, you'll do a million things in your life. You're a stand-up. Right. You're, you can be an actor in a movie. You could write a one-man show. You could be in an opera. Yes. Whatever you do, you're a stand-up. And you can't not do that and expect these other things to flourish. It all comes from that. One conversation. I should have never gone back to him. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But, so just but, jettisoned but from there. That tur- I mean, literally, that turned me around. And it was literally like when you get your glasses right, like this one or this one, this one or this one, this one or this one. Right. And it was like... Exactly. Well, right. what do you well, think that's, you, that, that, yeah. you are are you do you regret? I can't I mean I, I mean I I regret not going full throttle into it sooner and yeah. If I it, with the gift of hindsight I would have left the Simpsons after 5 years or mm. you know or or not gone on it at all but you, how can you regret? Yeah, I have an awesome life. I can't I yeah, well, everything that's the thing. worked like, out. If yeah. your home life My home life's if your awesome. Your family yeah. life is awesome then Yeah. It's like yeah. Like do I wish I it. do I wish I was, you know, on the comedians of comedy tour? Sure. Yeah. But a, uh, guy, a guy came up to me this week uh, at, this, uh, at New York, and he's like, "The last time I saw you on stage was comedians comedy in Atlanta, and after the show, everyone was hanging out, and you were just busting Zach and Patton's ass yeah. the whole time and making fun of him, and I thought it was fucking hilarious, and I was like, I can't even believe anybody saw me. But the comedians you, of comedy. Tour. But you know what? But but it, but just take comfort in this. It never ends. I well, used to it say, feels like it yeah. does end. See, no, I used uh, to say, um, when I would bitch, uh, when I when 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 I was going out to dinner with my wife, looking at David Cross's name at Amoeba, and 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 just boiling inside. Yeah. Yep. And and finally, my wife said, "What is it?" And I just went, "I'm the fucking Pete Best of comedy. <laughs> That's what it is." <laughs> Okay, so now I'm reading Playboy's 20 Questions with Albert Brooks or whatever it was like recently or an interview with Albert Brooks recently. And it was uh, promoting the movie Drive. Mm -hmm. And they said, who in show business do you most relate to? And he said, Pete Best. 
It's like, really? and I look at Albert Brooks like, you're Elvis. How can yeah. you pause? Why did he, why? Because he's not who he thinks he should be. Oh, right. Geez. And probably hasn't done what he thinks he should do. Yeah, I don't think it's, a, I don't think anybody has that no, thing. I, I sat, look, I sat down with Cross and he, I, well, but, uh, but I sat, wait, I, but Albert Brooks has a great Twitter feed. But, <laughs> wow, that's true. Point made. Full circle. Yeah. Uh, Elvis, I Elvis, down, Elvis was Elvis Presley was pissed off that he couldn't sing like Roy Orbison. Okay. I you sat know. with Cross a couple years ago, and he was like, uh, he said he had just come back from. Did doing, he mention me? <laughs> <laughs> he come back from doing some European rock festival thing. The the uh, all parties, uh, you know. Um, Whatever it's it's a very hipster English thing that, yeah. that's curated by d- different people. Oh, I know, I know that. All tomorrow's thing. parties. And something, and he goes, I just can't work for the people that already know what I'm going to do. Like, I can't. He, <laughs> nobody's like, I go no, I know, preaching I know. to the choir conventions. Yeah. Like, my whole thing is, like, I can't find a place to do what he originally did, which was fucking infuri- infuriate people and learn yeah, how to be better. Shaving the Pope's pussy. Can't, and something. feeling like he's not, like he's cheating himself or not being a good enough artist or not going at it. Like, I don't think anybody arrives at a place yeah. of total satisfaction. Like, there mm-hmm. just isn't. Well, that, you that, should, that, if that, you're an artist, is. you should never be satisfied. But the fact that I've quit comedy 25 times in my head and I'm still fucking doing it. And we I just know. did it this weekend and I'm going to go do it for another, the next month and uh, yeah. around the world. And I get to go around the world. Like, you're right. It is that is the nuclear rod of what we do and and how you do it and also like you have no idea what's next there we've we've it's weird because we live in a year we live in a time where the rolling stones were the first band to just continue going and so they've had they've been they people were throwing old guy jokes at them in their 30s yes so now they're in their 70s and they're still fucking doing it and now it's just become the the thing like if you're still around Right. You can still fucking do it, and so and Tom Waits was a good example. Yeah. We talked about well, earlier, and they would say like, "Well, nobody made fun of BB King for being older." Right. And here's the thing: <laughs> and if there are enough people to still like me, who gives a fuck B. B. who King. they are? Right? It doesn't matter, right? BB King, the but, big bopper himself. <laughs> <B. B>. King. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a Pete Holmes joke, believe it or not. <laughs> right? was, I, I have to explain that. how funny Pete Holmes is. I was just at the again because of my wife. I was at the Vanity Fair Oscar party. Yes, and uh, you know you meet everybody there, and it's a bunch of gas bags, and then. Uh, but I'm literally like wedged up against Smokey Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> right? I can't get past Smokey Robinson. And finally, I look at him and I'm just kind of staring at each other. And I go, you know, of all the people I meet tonight, I finally get to meet somebody important. And he like hugged me like, thank you. Thank you. And it was just such a sweet moment. And then yeah. Pete Holmes said it would have been so funny if then he just fucked it. Like, and it just got <laughs> the big bopper himself. <laughs> <laughs> Just wreck it. Just fucking wreck it. Just, you oh, invented man. the twist. Oh, man. It was. Right? Is that you? That's you, right? Yeah. We're having a party, though, Sam Cooke. God damn it. Hang on. I'm going to get this. And there I'm going to get this. Can I tell you one other yeah. weird story about it? But I do want to pick up. I don't want to interrupt your train of thought. About, no, no, no. About the no. Sense. So there's this one old guy at the at the Vanity Fair party. Just this. I, I said, who is that, Dracula? Because it looked like old Bella Lugosi, and he was wearing, like, a Dracula medallion, like a ribbon and a sash. Yep. And, and he's talking to somebody that I'm standing there with, and, like, and he's just a gas bag. Blaggity, 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 blah. And finally, the guy interrupts him, because I, I have to introduce you to my friend. Dana, this is Buzz Aldrin. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm just in there, who is this old fuck? <laughs> what can he tell me? Oh, Doesn't he know I'm on Conan next week? <laughs> Doesn't he want to warm his hands on the glow? <laughs> Hi, I walked on the moon. What about you? I saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes at the drive-in. Have you heard of Luna Park? Yeah. Started it. Fucking <laughs> buzz all no, I, I have the best storage wars joke I know. <laughs> and what have you done? 
Hang on, dude. Let me just show you something I tweeted. So, you got the homeless guys out on. <laughs> so, he's a homeless Spider Man or whatever. Oh, God. Dana's doing the homeless Spider Man thing. Dana, it's time to go home. You can't let Sweetie. go. Sweetie, I've only tweeted home. one time. I just nailed the first one. I've stood on moon rocks. <laughs> so, I'm explaining Twitter to Buzz Aldrin. And he's, he's long blinking, like his eyes are shutting. Yeah. No, because I, I was just saying is there's no precedent. There's no pre- pre- precedent for what's happening right now. There's yes. no, there's no, no, there's no, no and there's no also blueprint. like I think that the wrong thing is I think a lot of times is you compare yourself to other careers that have happened and go well where do I fit in that paradigm as opposed to like shit that it's always things that you don't expect or career like no one expected podcasting fucking no one saw it coming and it literally just grabbed certain people I mean fucking Pardo was there at the beginning and then it took Mark Marin and turned him into something when that yeah. guy was literally almost done yeah. almost ready mm-hmm. to close down the shop nobody was interested nobody was buying and he literally wasn't touring people weren't in he didn't, couldn't do radio radio was dying and it so you don't know what's you, you have no idea where your relevance will be or what what, what can happen right. and you just and, yeah. and he that's a great story because he just kept showing up I mean it's like the the only way they kill you is if you Quit. I mean, that's what Winston yeah. Churchill said. Right. Never, ever, ever, ever quit. You and, know, just, and you just keep going and things will... But you also have to adapt. And that's a brilliant thing about well, yeah. what Mark said. Evolution does not favor the strongest. Evolution favors the, the species that adapts the fastest. And that brings us back to the guy who was... Fucking all the women in your dorm. Mongo. Now, <laughs> chair of the philosophy department in Idaho. Here's the thing about Doug Herman. He invented podcasting. Yeah. Uh, and then, what, what and then got, changed his name to Pee Wee and his whole career changed. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, well, it's fascinating to me because I was in New York for five years and I, I, my, looking back on it, I think it was very harmful to my act and my development as a comedian mm-hmm. because you just learn to battle the audience and, and the rat-a-tat joke telling and you don't turn into what you need to be which is longer form stand up and all yeah. that it can be a cauldron yeah and you and also so, and you also you also this is I thought about this all this weekend there were a group of your friends me being one of them Kilgariff being the other one who were like come to where we are it will be fun and I fun. would never do it <laughs> come, <laughs> to where, come to where Dana is come to where literally when that when that gro- when everybody fucking migrated yeah. south and we all became this we're all going to the bit. soup plantation that's right and then we're doing a show together right. and then we're gonna go have a drink right then no. Kathy Griffin's gonna let, yeah, let but, a, then yeah. Kathy Griffin's gonna let everybody spank her, and Tarantino's gonna be in the background, yeah. and then we're all gonna fucking wake up hungover, and we're gonna go see the new Sheridan. Yeah, but like, you, <laughs> I couldn't because Karen was, was there because it, the girlfriend I broke, the broken up with, my heart was broken. I had to go to the other side of the country. Are you listening, people? That's uh, what I had to do. You know about going to the other side of the country. You got to fucking go. You got. I had to get away. I, I couldn't take I it. So, and I was also terrified of standing on stage and doing that kind of comedy. It scared me. I wasn't ready to do it. So I just did New York and. It, wasn't that great? And then I moved to LA, and it's been much better. But I so I, when I was in New York, I was like, I'll try. I'm going to go to one of the clubs and do a set. So I went to Gotham, and I was halfway through my set, and I thought, Oh, this is why I left. This is why I do something different now, because this doesn't feel right. And yep. then the next night, I'm at our show, and I'm like, Right. Yeah. This is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. This is fucking awesome. And it, it, I I strongly recommend George Carlin's last words. Really? Yeah, because he also talks about, like, he talks about, I, 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 I cannot say enough good about the guy. Um, uh, he talks about... You know he's it, a fan of Hitler, right? <laughs> <laughs> he is a very... But no, but you know who was? Was, was it Von... Oh, Von, Von Dutch. Dutch. Yeah, 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 Von Dutch. Dutch is and huge, I, lo- yeah. I love seeing Jewish girls yes. with a Von Dutch hat on. Like, Driving walking a BMW. Like, yeah, you... 
Jack Ball. Uh, no, but Carlin talks about like being at his in like nineteen seven in like nineteen eighty, like reading like uh, like a farewell to the seventies thing in Time Magazine. He's like, thank God we say goodbye to disco. And he goes, and there I was, number twenty three, George Carlin. Really? Holy shit. Oh yeah, like he was so out of vogue, and they did. They used to do bits on SCTV about how how lame he was. Like really? Rick Moranis. You could go see him on YouTube. Rick Moranis is George Carlin with cards going. Why are there blueberries? Blueberries. Weird. <laughs> oh my god! Really? Yeah. I yeah. remember that. But he just kept working, and then. And, and he goes and he said, I spent 10 years in the wilderness. I spent 10 years not knowing what I was doing, but just knowing I had an audience and I kept it. And then something in him just cracked. Yeah. And he redeveloped into this thing. And then he, and it was the jamming in New York where he did that whole thing about the planet is fine and did this entirely like one of the greatest stand up bits of all time, this incredibly metaphysical bit about the importance of the planet and the unimportance of humanity and how the whole, the planet will, you know, the, 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 the human beings have a thing called save the planet. Yeah. It's like, like, no, the planet is going to shake us off like a bad case of fleas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. And yeah, that's what he said. The planet isn't going anywhere. We are. And it was (laughs) just amazing. And that changed the way he did stand up. And then he reinvents himself and he goes and he just, he just wouldn't quit. He just kept showing up. And, 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 I was talking to, um, you know, St- uh, Stephen King. Quit writing books. He says, I think oh, yeah. I'm done. I don't have anything in me anymore. I got hit by a truck. I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. fed up. Yeah. And his new book is my favorite book he's ever written. I, yeah, and, I, 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 mean, I, I yeah, eleven twenty two sixty three. It's it's one of my favorite novels he's ever written. And but it's and yeah. to that point, Dave. It's inconceivable that what what happened Saturday night would have happened three years ago. So, right. I mean, that idea that if I'm to be able to fucking show up to see us do stand up and and the band was. I mean, it was like a fucking. Well, it's it's a new. The internet just has just blown. Like I could. I was spent so much time trying to break into clubs in New York and be like one of the regular guys. And now I go there and I'm like, I don't have. I don't give a fuck about any of the clubs. But Tom, and yeah. Tomkins said this on on Marin's show, and this I thought was awesome. Marin had that thing of like, well, don't you feel like, you know, like, you know, you do these Tompkins 300. Tompkins literally just crafts his shows to be people that like him only. And mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go to clubs. And a lot of people go, well, then you're not a real comic if you don't like that. Yeah, and are. Tompkins goes, I can go to a club and I can do it. And I have to work to get people to like me. Or I can go somewhere where people like me and I can see how much further I can go. When I'm working in front of a beep of people that want to see me, where does my comedy get to go yeah. then? Because I can grow in a room where mm-hmm. I have the space to grow. Mm-hmm. If I go to a comedy club, I'm just simply doing the task of entertaining people right. it's a who job. maybe don't want to be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there is something in that idea of like you also just have to continue to create an audience that is interested in you and then do shit that they, that they will like. Yeah. That's yeah. all you're creating for. And it doesn't – it can't be for – UCB and it can't just be for Largo or it can't just be for the improv so you can't just worry about that you know that's what bands do I mean to use it to use that analogy again like you know you you don't go to the Roxy like who are we seeing tonight I don't know might be a ska band <laughs> might be Tom Waits I don't know what we're gonna yeah. see where you, you know? going yeah you wanna go see the uh, band tonight a yeah. musical band the musical yeah. band yes. music yeah right 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 yeah, 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 you, yeah. Just, you just um, you, you, so so I understand uh, I understand that yeah. Uh, the Danny Gould Hour is available on iTunes, yeah? It is. Oh, I love that. And oh, if you, you search, on iTunes? And if you search Danny Gould, you probably won't get it for some reason. But if you say Danny Gould Hour, it'll show up. Oh. I'm working on that. 
But we got a lot of we got, we got a lot of people that'll help you with that. That would be nice. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing you also. I have find. a guy. Here's no, but here's the fucking thing. Here's what you'll find when you get your podcast. There are fucking people all around the world that are ready to do shit for you. Yeah, they it's come out fucking of the unbelievable. No, yeah. yeah. Posters and and and, nice. and like, can I you know, can I mix this thing for you? What else do you need? Here's what I do. I mean, we had a guy come and write us a treaty about what we should be doing with our fucking lives and what works about us and where we should be doing it. Like. Just interested, just like, hey, look, you don't have to do this, but here's what's great about uh, what you're doing. Yeah. Here's what's not, you know, like that. If I I've can help you in any way, it's unbelievable. The kind of, uh, uh, what is it? People are nice to you. What is that called? Yeah, charity. Charity. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I I have found it. Uh, you know, Dave, I I was thinking about it, and uh, and uh, but I didn't have an idea to do that would make it interesting. You know, right. and and like you guys, I don't like bothering my friends yeah. to come do my yeah. show. So I was there was no way I could do like an interview every I just I yeah. don't have that right in my body. Um and then we were talking and and then I had an idea of a, a way to do based on uh an old uh radio show here in LA called uh, Joe Franks in the Dark. Yep. Which was a sort of segmented storytelling and I and I got on the idea of I can break it up. I can do different things and score it and smash it into little pieces and have it sort of be cubist and and um and 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 that sort of got me excited and then I started doing it but as I was a, I managed to find a way to make it backbreakingly working. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I knew it's I knew like if I did this do. show, if I did this show, yeah. what I would then do is listen to it and mark the time codes of the segments that I wanted to break up and mark the time codes of the pieces that I wanted edited out. And then I would give them to my sound editor and then we would pick music and then I would also have to record two or three other pre-recorded pieces David, that are also in there and then I mix it into a, a little soup, which is why I've done three. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing with David. But they're, they're lovely. They're lovely. They to are lovely. To. They're good. I've, no, I, I listened to the first one. I liked it very much. This is a. This is honestly. We've said this from the fucking beginning. You know, like sometimes where people are like, "Well, that was a little bit too much." Of this. So I say, hey, this is literally two guys that are have been friends for a long time that didn't weren't spending time together. We were not hanging out together. We weren't spending time together. We literally had our friendship once a week. There's no. There were no rules. We had no segments. We we stopped talking after a little while because a friend of ours goes, "Don't go for an hour solid." People want to just make it feel like but that was it and that was the paradigm of the thing we're just like this is what we're gonna do and we're just gonna do this and if people like it they'll fucking like it and maybe they'll fucking hate it but right. it was like that was it because I, I said Dave I go I don't wanna fucking do a podcast I don't wanna do anything hard I don't wanna you you get the shit you bring it over you fucking do it right. I've done I've tried I'm done trying <laughs> I'm done working hard and now a couple weeks ago he's like I wanna learn how to edit like now he's now grandpa's yeah. coming around editing's hard well yeah and then compare and contrast that to what I was doing last week which was helping my seven year old daughter record Jack Ruby's letters from prison <laughs> which is one of the but that's gonna be that's gonna be fucking awesome it's, oh you can hear it it's, it's already up it's is already up yeah. is that Two, is that this, on number two? The, uh, it's on number three. On number uh, three, okay. This is one of the most terrible things that has ever happened to anyone. Oh but I had such strong feelings for President and Mrs. Kennedy. Oh, <laughs> my God. Now so I am good. the most despicable person in the world. <laughs> oh All right. Uh, thank you for... Uh, oh, thanks for having on. me on. This was, was great. This really was great. A, yeah, this is really good. Feel cleansed. Um, we'll be in uh, Australia. Yep. Uh, April 2nd yep, is our live po podcast. Po April 4th podcast. is the Midnight Show with Will Anderson and Charlie Clawson, the guys from Tofop. And then I am getting a couple of the, one of the guys from the Dumb Dumb Club just sent me a, 
an email. I can. He said he can, thinks he can get me on a couple of shows. So I'm starting to get. You're gonna I, do some I shows. Be able there. to do other shows. I will put them up in the dome. And I, then uh, I'm strongly thinking of going to Sydney on the last weekend I'm there and and renting out a room and no, doing a show there. I'm gonna now do. David Martin. Oh yeah, about talking it. about your trip to Australia. Okay. Because, David Martin is my manager. Yes, my my and and, and David was Warner. my manager, yes. and we never had a parting of the ways because he moved he, to Australia. He quit. He quit. No, he, didn't qu- he moved to Australia. He and did something else, but yeah. I, uh, we all love him dearly, and he always uh, people always tell him about my impression of him. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's all out of love, uh, and I never do it in front of him because I'm afraid uh, it would be awkward. Yeah, but don't no, worry, he, he doesn't listen to this. Yeah, in case he does, he can hear now. So. Uh, and all it is is Mel Gibson, but you clench your teeth. So David and Greg are going down to Australia, and I think David just got an email from the, I don't know, the Dum Dum Club. It's, I don't know, it's a band. I don't know, but uh, I guess they're going to do some shows now. So it's, uh, it's great. Now it's really great. It's working out really great for, for David and Greg. It's great. Right. Fuck, well, it is. That, is, that is fucking crazy spot on. Uh, that's why I talk to him when, nice I, when I'm losing ever. my mind when I'm losing my mind and then there's a long pause and he's like yeah but you're doing uh, you know you've got other things going on <laughs> I had to talk to David when I had literally lost my mind which is yeah. all I think of when I see him I like, oh God. remember that time I showed up at your house because yeah. I was afraid to be he's alone a, he's, a fucking, <laughs> he's, a, he's a lovely fucking he's they're both he really great is, he's a real lovely they're the greatest guy. people ever wife are awesome uh, so then uh, also we're going to be doing a live pod cuddle in Seattle on uh, May Second, second with uh, Casey, are you doing that? Casey Anderson and Dwayne Goat at a place called uh, Chopsticks. The Chopsticks. Oh, I just did that. I just did oh, that. Yeah? Oh, it's great. Oh, okay. Oh, good. it's great. Is that a good room? Oh, it's terrific. You'll have a blast. Oh, that's, we're excited about yeah. that. Um, and then the hundred, the one hundredth episode. One hundredth episode. Uh, the twentieth. Twentieth uh, of April. Of April at Meltdown. Tickets will be on sale later on this Pat week. Pat Oswalt, Brian Posehn, yeah. Karen Kilgariff, and. What's that? And Paul Gilmartin. And Paul Gilmartin. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That would and, be fantastic. Uh, and Jesus Christ. Uh, Glitter well, He's done. on every show. Yes. He's always with us in the closet. Glitter done. <laughs> <laughs>